GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to GalaxyCon Live, where we're bringing the convention experience directly to you. I am your host for today's panel, Mario Bueno, and I am very, very excited about this one. Over the past nearly 20 years, Halo has become one of the premier sci-fi franchises, not just in pop culture, but in video gaming. And we are so fortunate to be able to speak to two of the stars of this wonderful franchise. Let's bring them right up to the virtual stage. We are going to begin with the beloved AI Cortana and the slightly less beloved Dr. Catherine Halsey. You may also know her as Salem in the Rooster Teeth animated hit Ruby. Please welcome to our virtual stage, Jen Taylor. Welcome, Jen. Hi. How are you doing over there? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we are glad to have you here. Looking forward Thank to a you. great conversation today. And I'm in my not... studio in my basement, <laughs> which will mean something when you see our next guest. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a perfect perfect uh, segue because yeah. oh boy, he is he is definitely a living large on this one. Uh, he is a 44 year veteran of radio. You may know him from LA's KLOS and Chicago's 97.1 WDRV, The Drive. He has one of the most iconic voices in all of video gaming. He is the Master Chief John 117 himself. Please welcome to our virtual stage. Steve Downs. Steve, welcome, welcome. Hey, Mario. This, this is, this is my studio. <laughs> you oh should have heard how she set me up before we came on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was more colorful. <laughs> but uh, seriously, though, thank you so much for, for being here, both of you. Uh, we, we see that uh, you're definitely uh, having a nice, nice, comfortable go of it uh, for tonight's uh, virtual panel. <laughs> very, very Indeed. comfortable Indeed. there. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, comfort would, would doesn't really begin to describe it, but it's uh, it, it's pretty nice. I'm, I, it, it's really just my attempt to try to share some of the sunshine with the majority of the country that's not getting it at the moment. So this is, uh, uh, I, I, I read somewhere with this last couple of weeks has been national florida go to hell week <laughs> <laughs> Where, what's the temperature you, uh it's about 82 uh right now yeah and uh sunny as you can see yeah yeah, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. could uh, go for some of that in the let me check the temperature over here in brooklyn new york we are rocking a very seasonal 37 degrees it was 29 just the oh, other day <laughs> so nice. i could definitely go for that 82 and sunny so good on you <laughs> yeah well, I, uh, as as some of you may know, I spent the last uh, twenty years or so uh, in Chicago, so I earned this. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm I, I do feel a sense of entitlement <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of friends out there in the Chicago area, and believe you me, they they definitely would agree with you on that one. <laughs> they 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 love the city. They love being a, a part of the vibrant Chicago community they would definitely trade that weather in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. Don't get me. I love Chicago, but boy, the last month they have, uh, uh, if I may say, gotten their ass kicked pretty good. So uh, my heart goes out to them and, um, uh, and you're happy and, you're not uh, there. And I'm happy I'm not there. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, and yes, actually... is smoking a cigar and drinking yeah, yeah. a gin and tonic, everybody. Yes. Before, yeah. while yeah. you, you know, 
with yeah. my little friend. My little friend right here. And everyone there he is. Okay. Uh, say hello to his little friend. Yeah. <laughs> say hello Especially to my friend. If you're uh, watching friend. in the live chat, <laughs> feel free to say hello to uh, Master Chief's mini chief there. <laughs> there he is. Joining us, there he is. Joining us from sunny Florida. <laughs> mm. yes, uh, but yeah, before we get into our uh, general Q&A from our wonderful viewers, and definitely send those questions in. We're looking forward to hearing all of them. Uh, we should uh, get the ball rolling with a few questions of our own. We won't be asking the hard questions like we were doing in the pre-show, uh, such as Berenstein <laughs> versus Berenstain. <laughs> Although I am welcome to, to hearing some interpretations on that, because I think we kind of lost that in the chatter as we were getting ready. Uh, what, mm. what were the final verdicts from you guys on that one? Oh, mine Bernstein. Bernstein. Bern Bernstein. Mine was Berenstein. What? Berenstein. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Oh, wait. What? Ber Berenstein? Now I don't know. Now I'm for confused. me, I have memories of Berenstein, so I'm, Berenstein. I'm definitely on on that side of the equation uh, in terms of my own recollections. Uh, yeah, so. I don't think it's either of those, isn't it? The Berenstein Bears. That's what I thought. That's it was. what I thought. Yeah, Berenstein. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. so asking, asking the tough questions. We tonight. agree. We agree, Steve. We agree. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I mean, I would definitely expect uh, the the chief and Cortana to be on the same page, having spent so much time together. Uh, and and as I mentioned at the uh, the top of our broadcast, uh, you know, Halo is going on 20 years. It has become uh, one of the preeminent uh, franchises in science fiction, uh, not just for, for pop culture, but for video <laughs> gaming. There is so much love, so much reverence for this series, and there is so much to love about it. But what I was hoping to start off with uh, was to start off at the beginning, not, not just from when mm. Halo finally dropped into the hands of, of eager players such as myself back at the end of 2001, but even before then, when Halo was still coming together, when Halo was still just being conceptualized, uh, you guys were brought into the, the Halo franchise uh, undoubtedly in uh, very different ways. One thing I've always found interesting is how people get brought into the respective roles that they've been brought into. So I'd, I'd like to hear a bit about that experience from you guys, if you happen to recall it. Uh, before we start getting into some more of our general questions. So uh, starting with Steve, I know that uh, you were initially scouted by the phenomenal composer of the Halo series, Marty O'Donnell, who dun, has dun, dun, crafted yeah. some incredible dun, dun, dun. tracks. Uh, so what, well, what was uh, the situation there? Was it a case of the the right the right ears heard the right demo? Uh, was it some sort of other connection? What what was the experience for you? Well, it, it, as as you mentioned, Mario, it has been a long time. Uh, as, as a matter of <laughs> fact, when we started the halo series i had hair so that's how long it's been but uh steve you had hair a couple years ago yeah well and, and then i didn't <laughs> <laughs> but with marty it was uh, a case of uh two things that for me were, were personally uh, strange in, in my voiceover career is halo master chief is the only job i i uh, of, of any significance that i ever got without auditioning because marty oh, wow. used to hear me on on the radio and he actually uh, ha had me come in for a, a game they put together uh, prior to Halo called uh, Septera Core, which was a soul tiny PC game. And I had a very small part in it. So that's how I got to meet Marty. And, and then a year later, he called back and said, OK, well, we were, we're doing this other thing. Do you want to do this character? And I you know, said, of course, and, and came in and, and we just had a discussion about what Halo was and what the universe was and who Master Chief was and, and, and that kind of thing. And then it was like, okay, go, 
we never look back from from that point on. Rock and roll. Uh, Jen, what was uh, your experience, if you happen to recollect? Was it um, a similar circumstance? Because I know you were working in video games uh, prior to to Halo as well. Uh, so I wasn't sure if it was uh, you know, slightly more direct path, more indirect path. Do you happen to recall what it was like for you being brought uh, in for Cortana? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I auditioned. I auditioned with the masses. <laughs> and I, I don't remember if, if we got... <laughs> if we sent in our auditions, you know, from our agent and then got called in, but I remember going into the office and auditioning for going into their office. And then they took me into the, you know, at Microsoft and then taking me into this um, because Bungie was on Microsoft campus at that time. And then they took me into this little booth that they had, that they had built. And it was tiny at that point. I think maybe 30 or 40 people were working at Bungie. Like, it was tiny. I just learned something interesting, actually, from Marty just recently. He said, because they had moved from Chicago to Seattle, and he said he didn't think any Seattle actors could play any of the roles, and he wasn't going to really even audition people. He was going to go back to Chicago and cast out of Chicago. And somebody said, no, no, with the union, you've got to at least audition a few of the people here. And it's going to make, you know, you're going to make friends that way. And he ended up casting quite a few people from Seattle. So, but yeah, no, I auditioned just like any other audition. They asked me for uh, a vaguely European dialect and an American dialect. Vaguely European meaning sounding other but not able to pinpoint what dialect that is you know and where is vaguely european by the way <laughs> it's somewhere uh, can you point that out on a map <laughs> Just it's, giant circle around the europe somewhere <laughs> in between, the europe yeah it's somewhere in between poland and england ah. somewhere <laughs> somewhere in that general vicinity <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, again, very, very different uh, paths to to get to the same destination. And my my next question, uh, I'm actually going to go back to you for a moment here, Jen, uh, because again, working in video games, uh, you have also been able to to work uh, in a very particular part of uh, the the video game creation experience, uh, motion capture. Uh, how much how much motion capture have you been able to really work on? And are there any particular highlights or fun little anecdotes that you have from your opportunities doing that? Uh, let's see. I started doing motion capture for Halo. For Halo 4, we did Spartan Ops, and I played Halsey in Spartan Ops. I do remember at the time, that was when I first met, I met a whole bunch of people involved in, in uh, doing, who do a lot of motion capture now. It was my first time doing it. It was really fun. Anyway, we had, I had a tablet I was supposed to be carrying around. We didn't, have anything for me to hold, but I needed to hold something. And so we, we had a Dos Equis box because somebody had, had a party or something. And so we broke down this Dos Equis box and that was my <laughs> tablet for Spartan Ops. I remember that. Acting, um, y'all. Acting. Acting. <laughs> and we had these marvelous, charming Scottish men who were directing the piece. And they're from Glasgow and their dialects were so strong that the director would tell us to do something and we'd all you could see everybody was going what <laughs> like you can, sorry can you can you say that again that's what i remember from spartan ops um but i've done uh since then i've i did halo 5 and halo um other halo <laughs> other halo halo or halo yeah it's really fun to get to actually be in it so fully you know it it 
it it's still just using well i guess you're using you're using everything you know but it's um you're not in a booth by yourself and that is that is fun. Cool. And uh, Steve, I, I know that you're usually, you know, more so behind the mic, especially given, you know, your your work history uh, in broadcast <laughs> radio. Uh, but have you ever had the opportunity to do that yourself or ever, you know, considered <laughs> wanting to, you know, just do it for funsies if you got the opportunity? Look at him. No. no. <clears throat> I've watched Jen do it and I was like, no. <laughs> uh, I, actually, you know, it, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I really don't have the skill set for it. And it, it, it is a uh, and again, I've watched Jen do, you, you know, some of the work and, and uh, it's not easy. And it, it takes a particular talent, one that I don't have. So uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to be behind the mic, but it, it's it's really uh, an, an amazing process, you know, how that's all put together in terms of motion capture and performance capture and all that. It is really fascinating to be in an, a, a huge empty room and create these worlds. It takes a remarkable amount of imagination. And, Indeed. And also Indeed. logistics and technology. And you have to be very specific. I've had so many shots where they're like, that was a great take, Jen, but you needed to turn your head, you know, just this much. So that like any film, you know, it's like film. So it's uh, in that way. So it's different now. Yeah. Rock and roll. And speaking of rock and roll, we're going to go back to Steve for a moment there. Mm. Uh, so again, you you are a veteran of the broadcast radio industry. Uh, certainly a lot of uh, other uh, voice actors uh, have had their roots uh, in broadcast radio as well. Some of them are still uh, actively involved. I know that the industry has mm. changed uh, quite a bit just in the last 10 years alone from some of the uh, working actors who I know who are still working with broadcast radio. But during your time uh, working in that field, did you find uh, there were particular benefits uh, from doing that kind of work that carried over into your uh, commercial work and other voiceover work that you were doing uh, at the time? You know, uh, surprisingly, Mario, no. Uh, <laughs> other than sort of, you know, basic mic technique and being comfortable with a microphone and all that. Uh, beyond that, in all honesty, I found my broadcast work to be a, a hindrance rather than a help in voiceover. You know, for the main reason is, um, you know, when you go in to do a voiceover job, you're no matter what it is, whether it's uh, uh, voicing a video character or selling hot dogs, you have to find a character to present you know, to be, uh, uh, you know, a believable voice. And it's the same with radio. You, you find your, your, your identity as it were, and, and that's what you do. Well, in my case, you know, that identity, that, that character I used four or five hours a day, five or six days a week. And it was, would be difficult to pull out from that and go into an hmm. audition to do something else and not have a little bit of that disc jockey thing you know, in the background and if nothing else if the director or the the casting people knew you were a disc jockey whether you were not doing that or not they already had it in their head that that's and who you were gonna you were. do it yeah <clears throat> so yeah and so sometimes they you know that so I, I i felt like that was a mark against me unless i was going for the role of disc jockey which by the way i <laughs> did do i, I did audition for the role of FM DJ on any number of occasions and never booked it. <laughs> never Steve's once serious? booked it. Steve, yeah. I once they... auditioned for Jen Taylor and didn't book it. <laughs> oh, wow. Now that's, that's saying something. 
the yeah, breakdown said the breakdown said sounds like Jen Taylor, and I thought I can do that. Got, That's something I, I can really layup. do. It's a layup right there. Got you got this. You got that. Wait, That's you didn't right. get this. What? <laughs> didn't get it. Yeah, oh, not believable. <laughs> they wanted somebody who sounded like Jen Taylor, I guess. They didn't want Jen Taylor. <laughs> I remember my agent you guys saying, have Jen Taylor. Yeah. yeah. My agent said, you're never going to get this. You're never going to get this. And that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a crazy is, business. You know, speaking of radio, for me, I know that the technique I found difficult because in radio, I always felt I was projecting into the mic. And really? when you're doing any, yeah. And when you're doing any kind of voiceover outside of that, you need to be much more intimate with your microphone. Right. It's your baby, right? right? So right. you treat it gentler than that. But in radio, I was I found that I was always projecting. Yeah, and I think that was probably my sin as well. Uh, and, and and that's the part I said because oftentimes, you know, I'd be on the air <laughs> until ten o'clock in the morning, and I'd leave there, and by ten thirty, I'm in my agent's office auditioning. And I just didn't, I couldn't shift gears that quickly huh. to, to really unplug from what I had been doing for the last five hours into something completely different. So in fact, since I retired, I think my voiceover career has gone up <laughs> <laughs> since I got off the radio, which maybe I should have done a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is very strange how certain things do have that dynamic. Uh, Cause I know I, myself, uh, just the other day, uh, when I was here with uh, GalaxyCon, I just got off of a podcast. Now, granted, it was a roundtable discussion forum podcast, but it's it, it's such a different dynamic there uh, yeah. than when I'm uh, in host mode here <clears throat> talking to you, wonderful guests. So I, I had a bit of you know mental whiplash myself making right. that hard adjustment, and it's it's refreshing to hear that you know it wasn't just one of those one-off issues. It's something that happens to a lot of people with this kind of you know, a, uh, seasoning in the industry, working in very different, but yet very parallel types of, uh, of voiceover. So we are actually ready to go with some audience questions. Cool. All right. <laughs> Our first question comes from a very cool name, Presto Shadow. <laughs> Is uh, that his real good. name? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that license. <laughs> don't, don't actually send your license, please. Like we don't want to broadcast that over this live feed. No. Uh, but Great question, honestly. Uh, did you ever know that Halo was going to be this popular? Yes. No. <laughs> so an emphatic yes from Jen. <laughs> no, we had no idea. We just, it was, honestly, I think for me, it was one of a handful of games I did that season. So I liked the storyline and I liked the character in a way that was different from some of the other stuff that I was doing. But no, we had no idea. And frankly, Steve, I don't think either of us had any, I mean, I know that I didn't really know that Halo was popular until they called me and said, hey, can you record Halo 2? And I thought, oh, sure, I guess Halo was okay then. But <laughs> yeah, that, Steve. That was my experience as well. I yeah. mean, I had no idea because... You know, I I was not in that world. I mean, you know, I wasn't a gamer. I didn't play. So I I really, you know, I went in, I did the job and and got paid and left. I mean, and, and that was pretty much it and and had no idea. And in, in my experience, it was months later uh, when I was at a friend's house down here in Florida, actually, and um, their kids were playing Halo. And I had completely forgotten about the job. I mean, and as you do most voiceover jobs to be honest with you once you do it's it done it's done you forget it yeah. it's gone you know i i mean that happens all the time 
And it, so that jarred something in me. I was like, wait a minute, that's, oh no, that's right. I did that character in that game. And I told the kids who were playing it and they said, well, who were you? And I said, you know, I don't remember his name, but I think he was kind of the main guy in the game. <laughs> and they said, kind, they of, said the main guy. kind of the main guy. <laughs> Those were my exact words. And uh, they said, Master Chief. And I said, yeah, 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 it was Master Chief. Well, you know, within a half an hour, you know, there's a bunch of kids outside this guy's door carrying Xboxes and copies of the game wanting to get it signed. Oh, and geez. that was my first inclination that this was, you know, had become as as big as it as it was it was as it was going to become. And, and of course, bigger since then. Steve, how many sessions did you have for Halo? Just one? I I had. I of th- course. I, it, we like to do yeah, this. She, she does it better than I do. Yeah, we like to do um, this. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I think it was two, maybe three. I remember one was just the you know what we I refer to as the kill sessions where you're just grunting and groaning and ah you know, uh, uh, you know you had an player... entire session grunting and groaning yeah wow well and it was and it was a good thing because I had nothing left after that of course and, yeah and right. uh uh it, in in fact the next day on the radio didn't go so well no. <laughs> as I recall <laughs> but uh yeah so I I think it was two maybe three sessions for for uh combat evolved hmm. how about you Jen one no yes one no of really? course not no of course yeah no okay. i think i had you know four well maybe i had more than that maybe i had six four hour sessions five Again, had a lot of sessions. words to say i had some things to say she had a lot of words <laughs> just a couple of words here or there a couple of words yeah. <laughs> yeah. very cool very cool uh so let's see what else we have waiting for us uh in our live questions Okay, this is actually something that I was wondering if we were going to get a chance to talk about here. Uh, so this one's coming from Mike. How is voice acting for a video game different than other voice acting? I know we lightly touched on this with uh, the, the radio broadcast experience, but uh, again, as mentioned, there are so many you know different forms of voiceover acting, so many different types of work. Uh, so in this particular case, what are your thoughts on this question? You want me to? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, even within video games, there's so many different kinds of video games, right? So there's different kinds of acting that you're doing within. I I was not, when I I did all of the Mario Brothers stuff, it was nothing like Halo. So I can't even compare them. You know, you always have a storyline and you have something that you're going after, right? With Halo, that was, it felt a little more complete as a, you know, a, a definite idea of what I was striving for, as opposed to something like, you know, Dota 2 or, or I'm, I'm strangely going to compare Dota 2 and Mario Brothers, which is weird, because <laughs> they're not, they're nothing alike. But I mean, there's still it's a it's a shorter goal that you're going after, right? Like, okay, I'm going to kill this person, or I'm going to beat this person in a game or in a motor car or something. So it's a much sort of smaller part of your arc that makes sense but you're always of course it's it's different depending on what your product is but you're treating the mic the same and you're always trying to find even if i do a lot of um voiceovers for credit unions (laughs) for some reason girl next door even for those you're finding a character to try to sell whatever it is you're selling Mm -hmm. who is it that i am appealing to how do i want to help them so I always feel like it's storytelling, no matter what it, you know, what kind of gig it is. 
Yeah. That was a long-winded way of saying that, wasn't it? I think, you know, I always approached commercial voiceover as problem solution. You know, there's Mm. a problem. Here's the solution. I'm going to solve it. Yeah. I'm going to solve it. This character is going to solve it. You know, obviously, you know, my video game experience, which is almost solely Halo, but, you know, was you coming at it from a different place. In the beginning, like Combat Evolved and, and Halo 2 were fairly straightforward in terms of, you know, be like this. Once you once I could figure out who Master Chief was, you know, then you stay in that in that little that box with as the game progressed and as we went to halo three and especially halo four the the character began to fill out which was tremendously helpful for me so i had resources to draw on that i would never have in in the regular voice acting that's true certainly you know in commercial voice acting you would never have you know books on the character or on the (laughs) on the universe or and and as we got later on you know, sort of fan reaction to who these characters were. And as we would go to conventions and meet people who, you know, to whom Halo was very important, you learned more about your character from their reaction to the character, if that makes any sense. Which, again, I feel like you, I would bring then to the next time you, I would go into record, you know, you bring some of the things that fans would tell you mm. about, who they thought Master Chief was or Cortana was would impact my performance, I think. And, and, and I think hopefully favorably. It is interesting when people ask you what your opinion is of a character and truly what we <laughs> want to know is, well, what do you think? <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't matter what we think, really. I mean, you're right. seeing what we think. You're hearing mm-hmm. what we think. So anyway. Exactly. Rock and roll. Well, thank you for that. Because, uh, yeah, again, there, there thank are you, just... Mike so many different ways to approach the the art of voice acting and the business of voice acting really so it's great that you guys are able to bring that additional perspective uh from you know some some very uh distinctive fields within that uh let's see what else we have waiting in the wings for us this one is from dancing nick um dancing i nick. really hope that you have oh, a TikTok nick. or something that you can share with okay. us so that we can enjoy this later are you currently dancing Oh, I, I, Dancing Nick in the chat, if someone can find out for us, uh, are you in fact dancing right now? I hope you're dancing for joy because we are about to answer your question. Uh, so Dancing Nick would like to know, uh, how do you get into your character? Do you do any voice exercises or modulating your voice? I, I can already imagine uh, Steve's answer <laughs> right away for the second half of this, but nonetheless, uh, what, what are your uh, takes on this? Come on, Steve. Uh, okay, well, I had a, uh, a, a voice teacher voice acting teacher a long time ago who uh as as part of her schooling for me was or or for anybody she was working with is that you you find things that will help you get into the the character and sometimes they will come from unlikely sources but you know if if there's a particular in my case it was a particular piece of clothing that that i would identify with that character and in my case it was a pair of cowboy boots and it was it was sort of coincidental because the first time I went in for Combat Evolved, I happened to have these boots on. It was there was no planning on it; it's just what I was wearing for the day. But maybe I considered it a good luck charm, or maybe I considered it, you know, something that would help me. And you know, 
Master Chief is kind of a cowboy anyway. You know, he, he's he's sort of a lone ranger, if you will. But I took her advice and like, and, and ever since then, every time I would go in to record for Master Chief, I would wear these boots. In fact, it's the only time I wear them now because they're, wow. they're a little ripe. But they, uh, but, but it's just something uh, that helps you slip into your character. And so in this case, it was, a, it was literal. It was literally putting on the Master Chief boots, you know, for lack of a better term, that helped me to, to sort of like, to remind me, literally with each step, I was going into his character now, and I was going to become that character for this session. So, you know, whatever works for you, if it's a, if it's an old shirt, if it's a hat, if, you know, or maybe it's not a clothing at all. Maybe it's something else that helps you, you know, sort of turn that switch and begin that journey again. Uh, Jen? Well, I, I, I'll get into the, you know, voice exercises or modulating your voice. You know, I do voice exercises just to stay sort of healthy, to keep my voice healthy. I don't really do it before I'm about to go in unless I'm not warmed up. And then mm. certainly, but, you know, I try to warm up well before I would show up. So yes, I do voice exercises. It's a very actory thing, but there's a reason for it. <laughs> you want to keep your voice warm. Modulating your voice, you know, it really depends on the character, right? So I actually generally speak a little higher than Cortana does. I mean, it's just my natural place. And so does Steve. He speaks higher than Cortana does. <laughs> I speak, I, I speak, I, yeah, I speak a lot higher than Cortana. <laughs> no, but your, your natural, you know, where yeah, you fall not is not nearly as low as Master Chief. No, no, it um, it's hard. It's still recognizable. Your voice is still recognizable, but you do drop a lot lower. Uh, yeah. So it really depends on the character. You know, I play a lot of different characters. I've played a lot of little kids. I've played, you know, Medusa. <laughs> so it really depends on what you're playing. As far as getting into character, I realized this, and I've never talked about it before. I'm very susceptible to scent. And I always... <laughs> I always wear vanilla perfume when I play Cortana. So I now don't... everybody at home who's uh, <laughs> possible for when we're able to go back out and do events again, there you go. You need to mm -hmm. have that uh, vanilla scent to, to have the authentic Cortana experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, I, Jen, I think you've stumbled upon a marketing opportunity here. <laughs> there you go. Hi, I'm Jen Taylor. And whenever I'm Cortana, I always use <laughs> vanilla scent by Cortana. Well, it's a scent that I generally often wear, but I, it is, no, truly, but it is something that I real I sort of had that realization because I don't always wear it. I had that realization one day when I was doing motion capture and I felt like, oh, something is not right. Something is not, I'm, this, wow. this is ginger. This is ginger. What's that? No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, uh, I, I can see here, uh, Dancing Nick has confirmed that he is yeah. always dancing. So always thank you for that, Dancing Nick. <laughs> I do appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, continue on because I'm certain that we have a lot of questions. We still have a couple of minutes here, so let's keep them coming. Uh, and thank you so much to our live chat, by the way. Uh, really having a great time with you. Really loving these questions. So this one comes from Rachel. Do you have a favorite weapon in Halo? I, I know I have a personal answer to this, but I would love to hear you guys first. I think my favorite weapon is Cortana. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that the most OP weapon. <laughs> yeah. Banned from multiple. Certainly the most forever. formidable. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I bare hands, bare hands. Okay. That's where I go. 
Yeah, so, bare hand. I, 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 I always like it when he breaks out the, you know, when, you know it gets down to, you know, boom, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're big fans of the uh, the the melee. Very solid. Uh, it's a, a like, fantastic multiplayer technique. Is it the needler thing that like? Yeah, the, that's... the, the one with the uh, pink glowy things that oh. shoot and follow things. Yeah, ah, that's brutal. It brutal. is, <laughs> especially when you have two of them. It is. Oh, it is a thing. Yeah, those those definitely are among my personal favorites. And for those of you who are very OG with the the Halo experience, uh, the Magnum pistol from Halo One, one of the most OP oh. starter weapons that has ever been introduced in a video game. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Um, and then for overall design, you know the the iconic uh, assault rifle uh, from Halo One that you know skipped over Halo Two but got brought back for three. Just from an aesthetic perspective, um, I know I got to hold the Nerf toy before pandemic hell times kicked in when I was over at a toy fair, and that was a uh, that was fun getting to actually <laughs> hold one of those things uh, in Nerf form. <laughs> but very cool. Hopefully that uh, answered your question there, Rachel. Uh, let's see what else we have going on. This one is from Serenity. What scene hmm. from the Halo games had the most impact on you personally? Whoa, this is going to get interesting. Um, <laughs> yes, go, go. Uh, without question, uh, the final scenes of Halo 4. Uh, first of all, just to back up a little bit, uh, Jen and I had never met until the 10th anniversary of Combat Evolved. Oh, wow. So we were, we were 10 years in before either one of us had had laid eyes on each other 10 years ago and from now 10 years ago from now that's yeah. right so i came to seattle for what was the convention was it emerald city comic-con they don't, don't remember and microsoft remember. was doing a big 10th anniversary uh, halo thing and uh, asked me to come out and of course jen was there and and that's the first time we met and you know we we had it became instant friends and have, have remained so ever since but then shortly thereafter we w began recording for halo 4 and it was the first time that jen and i had got gotten to work together in the same room at the same time which was a uh, just a tremendous experience and still the highlight of you know all the work that i've done with halo was that that was the best because we got to be in the same room together read our lines together uh and over a, over a week or so period it was it was just a, a tremendous experience and i remember when we were recording the final scenes you know for halo 4 when cortana dies or so we think that we had to you know act that out and it was it was a a, a pretty emotional kind of uh day you know certainly for me and there was uh, lots of crying that day. There, there, yeah, I didn't cry. Okay, <laughs> I, I just want the record straight. I was but, crying, but lots of crying. It, it, it was just a great experience, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and and I think I would like to think that 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 it shows in the work that we did some good stuff that day, and 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 that it came out in the game. Rock and roll, and uh, Jen. That's my answer too. <laughs> uh, to, to be fair, that does sound like uh, a pretty tough scene to top, especially given. You know the the context uh, just provided. You know it's like, hey, just met you. Uh, I gotta say goodbye. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that well, at that point, yeah. we had we worked together a little bit at that point. Like yeah. we we didn't start with that. Yeah. No, yeah. you're um, right. Right. And mm -hmm. I have this sort of personality where when Steve and I met, I think I said Steve, and I grabbed him and hugged him, and he was like, "Go," oh, you know. So that happened very quick. I mean, you can see they have that Q and A recorded. It's somewhere online. I saw it recently, and that is 
the first time we and we're sitting right next to each other and i think i'm all over you i think i'm like touching your back and i'm <laughs> like it's my buddy um so we bonded really quickly mostly because i forced him to well, the thing was, uh, what, what we both realized is that we finally met the other person who could understand what, what the last 10 like. years yeah. has been like. Yeah. Nobody could really get it other than Jen. So I, I, I think that's why it became so easy for us to to become friends is, is that we ha had this shared journey that mm -hmm. up until the 10th year, we had not shared together. So it, it was such a a joy and a relief to be able to to find that person of like yes yay you get it, you get it. <laughs> oh, that's that's a a wonderful memory we really appreciate you sharing that with us i think we've got time for at least one or two more questions before we start right. to wrap it up uh so let's see what we've got next from our get or from our live chat uh this one is from rebecca oh this is this this is a nice general one here. So what is your favorite quote, even if it isn't from your character? Mine, you know, I don't know that I have a specific fav favorite quote, but mine is anything that Sergeant Johnson said, David Scully, uh, like yes. anything <laughs> that David great. Scully said. Yes. Yeah. I'm buying what he's selling. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My favorite yeah. character outside of Chief and Cortana, hands down, Sergeant Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, he, and I think so much, they just, he's unlike anybody else in that. I think they, they, they said, okay, here are your lines now go. And he just would improv. Whereas yeah. the rest of us, this was back in the day before, you know, they were doing motion capture and which it, you can't really, it's really hard if you do that when you're doing motion capture, but they just the will not be happy. <laughs> yeah, they just used his stuff. Cause it's, he's just, quick as hell and silly as hell and mm. yeah yeah i think my favorite uh you know you know scully's work with sergeant johnson is is without parallel but uh but uh keith david as the arbiter you know first of all i was a yes. i was a huge someone's keith david fan. got a crush oh yeah keith i have david. a huge huge fan crush on, <laughs> on keith david and I, I got to meet him a few years ago we did a convention oh, nice. together in atlanta and I was such a fanboy. He's know, like, leave like, me alone, Master Chief. Yeah. Off of yeah. me. You're, you're not so supposed Master to do Master Chief this. is creeping on me. What's going on here? Get security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith is a, a true, a great guy, and 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 a tremendous talent, both both behind the mic and and on camera. But he, the way the way he interpreted the Arbiter uh, as a character, I thought just breathed so much life into that character. Was an inspiration for me to step up my game as far as chief was concerned. So yeah, I just loved all his stuff, you know, in terms of favorite lines, uh, you know, I always say that, you know, the, again, the fans sort of determine that and they have their favorite lines and they become mine. So, you know, it's the old, you know, the classics, you know, the, I need a weapon or, yep. uh, finish the fight. You know, these are the ones that resonate with the fans. And so they resonate with me. My favorite quote is Cortana. Can you, can you do that one? Cortana. <laughs> Did every yeah. game? No. Yeah, time? say that again 5,000 times. <laughs> can can we just feeling. like take the, the other 2,000 ones or? Yeah. Nope, nope, no. nope. Got to get it fresh nope, every time. Got to make sure it syncs up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, voice acting, y'all. Voice acting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we have time for one more fan question before we wrap this up. The final question comes from Christy. 
this question is, what's one of your most memorable moments in the recording booth? I can address that. I mean, outside of that scene that we talked about, that we worked together in also in, I, I guess it was also in Halo 4, there's this moment, as you may recall, when Cortana starts to lose it. We had a whole bunch of lines that I needed to do, but she's starting to shatter, right, basically, and break up into all. And so we did them in all these different voices. And the director just said, okay, great. Now wizard Cortana, now baby Cortana. Now, you know, right. just did all of these crazy voices. And it was really, that was a really fun, that was so fun to get to do, right? I mean, mm. okay. My Gandalf Cortana was not good. Not good. Oh, <laughs> not good. Uh, for me, I, I, again, outside of the sessions we talked about for Halo 4, uh, in Halo Guardians, we recorded that uh, in, a, in a, a studio in Burbank. I remember it, it was the first time I could use a, what do you call the, the mics, Jen, the, the, the port of the, you know, not lavalier, but, you know, know, where you where they're attached to your head. Oh, you know, yeah, you're, you're, for, your Madonna oh, mic. You had your Madonna yeah. mic on. Yeah, I had my Madonna <laughs> mic. And that was the first time I, I had done I Halo sessions with that kind of mic when you could w move around, you could walk around, you could move around in the studio. Yeah, that is um, nice. And it was helpful as you're, as you're, especially if you're recording lines for a character who is in fact moving through some battle scene or whatever. I remember it was actually not in the game, but it was in that promo that they ran for Halo Guardians where the chief is, you know, walking through all the devastation and he's dealing with help me i'm freezing your mom uh, no <laughs> Why, can i uh, think of his name lock anyway lock. yes yes and so uh i'm focusing on him and there, there was obviously he was not there and, and i needed to focus on something and i remember there was a fender stratocaster in the in the studio he became that character my culture all, was <laughs> my, yeah all my lines were directed to this poor friend of Fender Stratocaster. Uh, he became the character, and I, you know, I that's who I was talking to. And I remember, you know, I must have looked silly, but but at that point, I, I didn't care. You just wanted to be, be, be able to get the, the, the lines out in a way that was believable. So, uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, doing that kind of stuff when we're doing motion capture for Halo. If I'm ever, you know, playing opposite, um, the gentleman who is physicalizing Chief, his name is Bruce. He wow. is, of course, he's a very tall man, but he's not as tall as Chief. And so we stick this, he wears a hat and we stick a little um, <laughs> yeah. stick with a ball on top of it about, so it's right about here. So I never get to look at Bruce when we're working. I'm always yeah. looking over his head. I never see him. So that's, I guess it's not really in the recording booth, but we joke yeah, about I, that. Like, I have no idea what Bruce looks like. What is he? Yeah, I, I watched them. I, I was in the studio one time when they were recording together and I was just watching them, you know, record. And, and yeah, Bruce is, uh, I don't know, he's probably six foot easy, yeah. right? Oh, easy. More uh, than six, two, six, three. Yeah, he's a tall guy. But yeah, he's got this, this like little <laughs> dee, dee, dee up, up here and Jen's always, you know, Looking. talking. Uh, Which is yeah. hard because you want to look somebody in the eye. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you have that focal point. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to just about do it. Uh, so do you guys have any uh, last words for our wonderful live viewers before we 
uh, send them off to the email links for those who are doing the one-to-ones, which by the way, uh, remember to go into your email links. That will take you to your one-to-ones if you do have one of them. Uh, so Jen, Steve, any final words for our uh, Q&A guests? Get ready for uh, Infinite. Get ready for get Infinite. ready um, for the TV show. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, Halo Things here. are going to get real exciting real <laughs> quick uh, with, with with Halo, and I know it's been a long wait, uh, and ended up being longer than than we even anticipated because of COVID and all that. But uh, I really believe that it will be worth the wait. And what Jen is involved with, as as far as the Showtime series is concerned, uh, you, you know, the head explodes at the thought of. <laughs> of what's coming with that. I still don't think they have any sort of release date for that yet. Do they? I mean, that's, that's uh, no. sometime in the future. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, to be determined. <laughs> exactly. But again, thank be you some... so much to, to both of you for uh, coming here, you know, uh, stay, stay warm. I know Steve, you're not going to have too much trouble with that one. <laughs> I'm warm. I'm good. I'm but, good. Uh, thank you once again to everybody. Thank you once again to our guests. Of course, Always go to uh, galaxycon.com to find out what we have going on. We have events going on every single week. Plenty of stuff to do. Until next time, thank you so much, everyone, and have a good one.